if you are the one who's always needing to be driving, what would it feel like to get in the passenger seat and let your spouse, who never drives, you let them drive around until it doesn't scare you anymore? Oh my goodness. I don't even like to drive when you're in the car because, right. well, you might have a few little control issues. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, is being controlling ruining your marriage? Yeah, that's a great question, and we're going to answer it today. Yeah. Right now. Awesome. Here we go. Okay. I got a fun one today. You do? I do. What's it about? Let me take my glasses off. I can't see you. And this is an assignment that I've given lots of my clients in the past, but I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast. We've done a lot of podcasts, so we might have, but I don't think we have. Okay. There is one behavior that happens predominantly that is motivated by fear. Do you know what that would be? Any guesses? It's not technically a behavior It's more of a mindset if we want to think of it that way. What is the thing that when people get uncomfortable, afraid, fearful, they tend to start doing a lot of? Little pop quiz. uh, And for those who are playing at home, can you guess what that thing is before Shannon does? (laughs) Probably. Well, my my first thought is they do everything they can to take control of situations. Ding, 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 the winner. Very good. The mindset is I need to control everything. Because if I don't control everything, then things have a greater chance of coming back and biting me in the butt. Right. And I don't want that to happen. And that's bad. Yeah. When most people get afraid, they think that if more control is going to make them feel better. And more control ends up being one of the themes that messes up marriage a lot. In our relationship between you and me, can you think of times when I have been controlling, when I have, because I'm uncomfortable, um, I'm afraid of something, that I get a little bossy or a little, um, I use the word emphatic or higher energy or more intense. That's the word I use a lot. I become more intense because I want things done in a certain way. I want things done my way. It it, it took me a little bit of time because... I guess I don't see you as or feel like you're bossy or controlling very often. You probably are, but sometimes. Yeah. But then all of a sudden it creeped into my mind. <laughs> okay, you got you got a story. Give me a story. So when we went on our very first cruise for our 25th anniversary. Okay. Um, I don't know where you're going with the story. Okay, oh, go this ahead. This is great then. We did an excursion on Grand Cayman Island. We went parasailing, and afterwards, uh, they dropped us off on the beach, and we had time to hang out and sit at the beach. Yeah. And we didn't need to be back to the cruise ship till 4 or 5 o'clock that evening. Right. But the cruise ship was a tender. Right. Which a tender, if you don't know, is where the ship can't park at the port. It has to park out in the ocean, and then you take this little teeny tiny boat from the ship to the port. Called a tender. Called a tender. And what I didn't know was that you were feeling terrified about missing the boat. Yes. And so we were headed back to the ship. Yeah. It was two o'clock, nice and early. Yeah. Just on our way back, walking down the beat, the beautiful, unbelievably gorgeous beach. Yeah. And um, 
I wanted to get some pictures of us there, get some beautiful pictures of the water. And you were really snapping at me. You didn't want to take pictures. You were huffing and I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. And once we got, and you, and you were, you got snappy, you were emphatic, you got hurry up. And finally I was just like, shut down. Okay, I'll come. But I, I probably didn't respond real great to you because I couldn't figure out what it was, why. Right. And uh, once we got back to the ship, then you explained to me yeah. these fears that you have. And yeah. so in that case, your fear was causing you to be controlling of the situation. Like yeah. we have to get back to the ship right now. Right. We have to go. I don't want to take pictures. I don't want you to look at the beautiful views. I don't want you to get distracted like you get distracted by, ooh, look at that, look at that, because I do. How's that go? Ooh, look at that, look at okay, that. Goodness. Just make sure. <laughs> and let's just get back to the ship now. Yeah. And you and my feelings were really hurt because yeah. I'm we're missing out on all this beauty and and you're being kind of mean. Yeah. Fear makes people controlling. And obviously I was trying to control you, your decisions, your timing, yeah. everything around some of that. And for people who are unaware that this is going on, this this dynamic is happening between the two of them, this controlling issue can become a central point of conflict between a husband and a wife. Right. The, the husband's feeling controlled by the wife because she needs things done in a certain way or a certain time or the way that she wants it or the husband's being controlling. And our humanity, our human brains go, we don't like to be controlled. No. Don't tell me what to do. The minute you try to tell me what to do, watch this. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that's kind of me. Uh, this is all theoretical. Okay. This is, <laughs> we don't know about this in firsthand. So theory wise, some people respond like this over and over and over again. <laughs> and so there has been an assignment that I have given clients that challenged some of this control thing. And it's been around one primary area in day-to-day -day life right? for a husband and a wife. And that is the topic of driving. Huh. For a lot of people, driving becomes kind of the epitome of control. Right. The people, person behind the wheel has all the control and the person who is in the passenger seat has little control. Right. Even though sometimes the person in the passenger seat tries to get a lot of control by being a backseat driver. Right. right. They make noises. They, they do all sorts of things. They give directions. They point. They tell people how to go. They go what direction you need to go. When people make lane changes or when they do something that's just kind of crazy or, or, or uncomfortable for them, they let their displeasure be known right. in some way. Right. And again, it comes back to this control issue mm -hmm. because fear is driving all of this. Right. And so the assignment that I give people oftentimes is if you are the one who's always needing to be driving, you have to be behind the wheel or you have to be the one who's telling everyone what to do. What would it feel like to get in the passenger seat and let your spouse who never drives be the one who drives around for a week, for two weeks? You let them drive around until it doesn't scare you anymore. Oh my goodness. That is mean. It's not mean. It's I, I don't do it to be cruel. <laughs> no, I know. But you're right. It is incredibly challenging it's for a lot of individuals who have this control issue. Yeah. Because there's perceived safety issues that are sure. going to happen. Even though, again, logically, commonsensically, they can say, my spouse who never gets to drive, when they drive on their own, rarely if ever gets into an accident. Right, Exactly. They aren't a bad driver, but I don't want to give up control. I don't want to let somebody else have that power over me. And so I will always drive. 
this is not an easy thing to do. No, it isn't. And again, it's come up recently. This assignment has come up recently in my world. And I said, what if we encourage other people in the podcast to give this a try? If driving is something that you recognize a control issue between you and your spouse, if driving has created any sort of contention or stressor between the two of you, maybe it's time for you to get out of the driver's seat and into the passenger seat and then sit there quietly with your hands folded nicely in your lap. Oh my goodness. And practice it. I think I, I I would imagine that um, doing quietly and hands folded nicely in the lap would be really difficult if, if yeah. it were me. Now, I, this is not a struggle for me. Right. You drive everywhere, and I love that you drive. doesn't bother me one yeah. iota. As a matter of fact, I don't even like to drive when you're in the car because, right. well, you might have a few little control issues. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> No, no, no. no. Not this anymore. is for everyone else. This isn't for us. This is for everyone else out there. Not anymore. <laughs> but anyway, but if it were a struggle for me, I would probably have to sit on my hands. Yeah. Because not having just those gut reactions, yep. those fear-based gut reactions yep. that make you do this. Oh, ow. Or if you couldn't see that, <laughs> she just put her hands all the way across my chest and thumped me like, you know, doing a hard stop. <laughs> Reminds me of George Costanza's dad right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Those kind of things, they just flow out of who you are. They flow out of who. So sitting on your hands at first. Now, I would have to say the the thing about putting your hands folded gently in your lap, there is something about that, though, even if it's difficult. There's something about the sensation that it causes in your body. It's a more relaxed, calm sensation than if you're sitting on your hands. If you're sitting on your hands, um, at least in my uh, experience, you still have a very tight, tense. Feels like a stressor. Wh- yes, it feels like a stressor, and then um, you because your body's in that tense state, your mind re- responds yeah. and reacts out of that state as it's, well. It's less about the hand position, and it's more about the gift that you are giving your spouse. Sure. When you are going, when you are saying, when you're aware. I don't want this control issue to become a point of contention between the two of us anymore. And I recognize I need to learn how to give up control. And so I'm going to try to start trusting you, even though that is not easy. When you can offer that gift to your spouse, and I am suggesting you say those words out loud. You don't keep them to yourself. You're You're not trying to do this on your own. You tell your spouse what you are doing. As a good faith effort, I guarantee you most spouses, if they're reasonable, are going to go, thank you so much. Unhealthy people might go, it's about stinking time. I can't believe you're doing this. Why couldn't you have done this 10 years ago? Okay, we're not talking about those people. Yeah, no. We're talking about the people who go, thank you so much. This has become difficult and I will do my best to try to make you feel safe. Right. And for people who have been wounded experientially, they typically have to heal experientially. Yes, absolutely. When you've been wounded in a way that makes you scared and you now have learned to take more control in your life, then you have to put yourself into an experience where you give up control. Right. And again, there's no better daily function than driving, driving. to practice this in. And think about it. It's it's almost like a little miniature therapy session. When you're very intentional about this, when you and your wife get out there or you and your husband get out on the road and you don't have to go anywhere, you're not having to get a task done. Right, exactly. We're going to go practice this 
And we're going to do it for half an hour and see if you're still breathing at the end of it. <laughs> and if you survived it, then we'll try it a little bit uh, longer the next time or right. on, the, on the way to church, on the way to Target or wherever we got to go. We'll, we will try this. It becomes a redemptive experience rather than a point of contention or, right. or anger or frustration. Right. And with and one little exercise, you can change the entire trajectory of your marriage. Right. And I love the the idea of doing practice sessions yes. where you go out and you don't have anywhere that you need to be or anything that you need to do because right. that takes all the the extra pressure off. Yeah. It's already going to be hard enough. But then if you're like trying to practice when you're on your way to the wedding that you're yep. late for or on your way to the grocery store yeah. or, you know, just the situations where you're gets already, harder. yeah, gets, gets harder. I like that. So if you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, this actually sounds absolutely terrifying. Paul Shannon, you're out of your mind. But deep down, you know, crap, that's actually a good idea. I need to work on this. I really need to change this. I need to address this in my marriage because I know that it's causing problems. We would encourage you to give it a try and then let us know how it went. We, we are really curious. Send us an email, Shannon at securemarriage.com or paul at securemarriage.com and just say, hey, we heard this crazy idea on your podcast. We didn't think it would work, but oh my gosh, here's how it has transformed our marriage. Or possibly the opposite because you guys were getting a divorce now this was too <laughs> no. no no that that if that happens we don't want to know no just kidding <laughs> that won't happen that no, won't happen won't. if you approach it with good heartfelt concern and intentional approach to all right. that obviously you know we're being funny but we'd like to know if you're putting these things into practice because these little things can again change the entire direction of your marriage so other than that i think that's it i think everyone should go to securemarriage.com and check out some of the new stuff that we have coming in there yeah. the three mile markers since we're talking about driving the three mile markers that are going to start changing the entire yes. trajectory or the roadmap of your marriage, get yeah. you off the get you off the path that leads to a trapped and a miserable marriage, and on the way to a secure, connected marriage. Yeah. That's some of the new stuff we have on the on the website. So go there. You can sign up for some of that, get access to that, and start changing the direction of your marriage starting in 2022. Yep. Other than that, thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye bye.